0: Well, Brad, it's great to have you on. Uh, obviously, three nights at the esteemed uh, Horseshoe Tavern. This is a, a venue and obviously a city that's uh, really uh, near and dear to your heart. And I'm seeing uh, sources close to uh, our show. It, it's a set list uh, website. Note that you played in Winnipeg at the Burden Cummings Theatre. So you've, you've already been back out there uh, a
1: little bit in the last week or so. What was the Winnipeg gig like for you guys? Really fun. I mean, it was I mean, it was a mixture of, you know, people, people, uh, in terms of age, whether they wore a mask or not, you know, I'm sure everyone was double vaccinated and all that kind of stuff, but um, it was exciting to, to be playing indoors again.
0: Yeah. There's been, uh, obviously, you know, you've been able to get outside play in, uh, in open air, but uh, yeah, there has to be, you know, that's the pandemic's been just grinded, all of us down. We're all a little bit uh, deep fried from it, but yeah, what a release for, for your fans. And and it's amazing to think about for some of those people and I'm sure you'll be thinking that this weekend in Toronto, it's their first gig in in some of I haven't got to one yet. Like you're everybody remembers their very first concert as a teenager or a little kid. Yeah. And we don't expect that we'll ever stop going to gigs for twenty two months in a row. So you're getting a lot of that this weekend in Toronto.
1: Yeah. No, and looking forward to it. We've had it, like I say, a bit of that uh in the late summer and early fall at different uh places across Canada. And I get the same response this is my first show. It's like, and they use the same kind of language. Like, we know, like, you know, I saw Elton John in 1975 or, you know, whatever it was, you know, it's very, very cool. Uh, It's like starting over again. And, you know, being off was uh, tough on everybody, uh, obviously. And obviously there's still, like I say, some trepidation out there uh, and some uncertainty uh, in the future. Um, But you know we're doing what we can to keep ourselves safe and everyone else safe, and uh, and we're enjoying every minute of it, and we're going to continue to enjoy it.
0: Have to, yeah. Brad Merritt's our guest, by the way, uh, from fifty four forty. They're at the Horseshoe Tavern. The next two nights they were there playing last night, but they're tonight and Saturday night as well. Um, the pandemic, when I've talked to musicians or heard musicians talk to each other on podcasts, because we've had a lot of time to do that, it's one of two camps, really. It's either uh, I got really rusty, I just, I left my instruments alone. I kind of, I, I just stayed away. I didn't write, I didn't think about it. And there's others for, for whom they really boomed creatively. And maybe I guess some are a mix of both. What has it been like for you?
1: Well, I would say we are, we're more to the boom side. Uh, I think Neil took it upon himself to, um, release a lot of creativity. Uh, we, we, it, it became a time of reflection. And so, uh, he started to write these songs, which are based on stories, uh, kind of within the band, part of our lore. And so it was, we essentially ended up making a record for ourselves. It's almost done now. Two of 12 songs that are different stories, little vignettes, uh, you know, about the personalities in the band and like say, little stories. And, um, it was fun because what happens is he would share the file with Matt the drummer, and then Matt would you know put stuff down uh, at his house and then it would come over to me and I would look at it and you know try to figure some stuff out and try to create some interesting bass lines and then I would get it to Dave and then he'd put some guitar on it and uh yeah, and then it would go back and forth until it all got done and then we actually recreated all the basic tracks in the studio uh, three days uh, last spring, I think it was. And uh, we've just been doing overdubs and and then mixing them as they've uh, uh, become finished. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, definitely on the boom side.
0: That's great to hear. You guys also, you've been prolific. And, uh, you know, I interviewed um, a member from uh, a little band called Duran Duran last week, and they have a new album out. And uh, it got, you know, kind of Beatlemania-esque for them. But, but you know, John Taylor made the point to me, is like, we never wanted people to think we were just out there playing the same 15 songs. We didn't want to be a nostalgia act. And I, you know, you know who they are. And, and we might go to see a lot of those shows because people do like nostalgia. But I bet you that was important to you guys that you're like, we still have things to say. We still have a passion from doing new material. We know our audience wants to hear some songs and they'll be disappointed if they leave and they don't. But um, but, y- you know, you're able to to sort of fulfill, you know, be the best of both worlds and, and give new stuff because artists need that, don't they?
1: Yeah. Well, no question about that, Greg. I mean, artists need that. And I, one of the questions I get all the time is any new stuff, (laughs) you know, I mean, people, you know, it's, I I mean, obviously the new stuff is for people who are into the band, right. And that's why they ask. Um, and then we always feature a new song or two, uh, when we're playing, uh, and some recent album stuff as well, which we'll be doing, uh, uh, tonight and, uh, and tomorrow Mm -hmm. night at the horseshoe. Um, uh, but there's, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 songs that we feel kind of we have to play every night, depending on how long the set is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we try to we try to work, work it all in the best we possibly can. Uh, of course, it's Brad
0: Merritt, our guest from 5440. They're at the Horseshoe Tavern. We'll talk more about that venue and those specific things. I uh, I feel like. Your band also, I, I always say, like, you know, I wouldn't I would never want to grow up in a in a different era. Uh, and and we see how hard it is now. Um, um I got teenage boys and I you know, you got to check on them. We're in really uncertain times. And and I don't think we lived through that. And I, I also think for music, I think you guys hit a real sweet spot with, you know, much music and, and a lot of there were there were mega rock stars that were Canadian. There were the Brian Adams of the world. Of course, there were the Corey Hearts, But I think you guys are part of a real class of bands that kind of. Started late 80s, got radio play, got video play, got out there, great live shows. Um, that era was, I really reflect fondly on that. And I, yeah, I was a teenager in my early 20s too. You guys were in your 20s out playing, but I, I, yep. I it was really, like I'm just saying, it was really something. You must feel the same way about it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we, we don't reflect a lot. I mean, because we're, we're, we're always kind of like, what's next and kind of trying to move forward. But when we do have those little pauses yeah we we actually look at we look at it exactly what you do there is a little bit of a sweet spot there and we kind of nailed it i mean when we started as a band really we started in 81 we were an independent band pressing our own records mm-hmm. right and selling them to you know independent uh, record distributors and then going out and touring up and down the west coast of the united states and, and uh, so that's the kind of way the way we started and You know, look at where we're now. It's completely different, you know, and and we've experienced all these different mediums, all these different ways of of making music and presenting music to to uh, people who want to hear your music. And, um, yeah, I think we 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 reached a, a certain level uh by a certain time which allows us to still exist today and and do well so we're grateful for that too
0: i always feel like um you guys open you guys obviously headline a lot of shows and i, and I saw you a couple of times where we're all we're all there to see you but you know bands like you guys um odd spirit of the west you got to go out there and and uh, and open and, and if anything that opens it, it up broadly from being sort of that smaller independent band to to where that's part of what pushes you into like, you know, a top five video on much music or hearing your song on the radio all the time. What are some of the memories of, of, uh, of opening? Cause you, you got to win people over. I always think it's like a, a team going on the road to play. Like you gotta, you better perform or that crowd's going to be on you. If you're uh, if you're
1: not bringing your best. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the big breaks we got, I mean, we did a, some opening in the United States for different bands. We opened for John Fogarty. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. We opened for the open for the Bodines all through the U.S. Uh, the church, a bunch, of, you know, some other bands as well. Um, but in Canada, uh, in 1992, on the Dear Dear record, uh, we went across Canada with Tom Cochran, and that was his uh, life. Life mm-hmm. is a highway, you know. Uh, that was so, which sold a million records, and we we're playing, you know, uh, you know triple A baseball parks and stadiums. We played c Stadium and we played, you know, big outdoor stuff, the Speedway in Victoria. You know, it's all sort of between, you know, 8,000 and 40,000 people right across the country. And uh, that really got things going for us. You know, that, our record, Dear Dear, went platinum at the time. Um, we also opened for the Rolling Stones in 2005 uh, uh, at the Saddle Dome and i think for some some people that was the first time they saw us you know they're there to see the rolex Stones. so i mean we felt we had to get out there and play you know our eight or nine songs whatever that we had to do before they play uh and you know do our thing and uh so yeah i mean we're, we are who we are you know we're not like sort of out to impress or anything like that but But uh, we hope that that's a byproduct of what it is that we do. And it always has been.
0: Nobody ever. I think about that album, dear, dear. And and nobody ever knows when they peak. And it's like that probably with any career, um, uh, you know, an athlete, an actor. You don't know if that's the the best film you're going to make or whether that's the best season you're going to have. Did you when you put that down and you're like, there it is, it's done. And you turn it over to the label you must have felt you had something special. Like you, you guys were really in a groove by that point in time. And like we said, a lot of buttons just clicked for that to be just massive songs on the radio, three of them on the album as it was.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and the next record, uh, you know, had ocean mm-hmm. pearl on it, uh, which obviously launched us to a whole other level. And and then uh, the, the, uh, what was the record after that? Uh, Trusted by millions, which yeah, was I our love biggest. I love lies to me. I was just so, listening was to book. it yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, well, it's in the set tonight
0: and <laughs> <in> tomorrow. <laughs> what I love, what I love, probably tonight at the Horseshoe and and Saturday. Uh, what we've gotten rid of is moshing and slam dancing. I'd go. That uh, it didn't matter who it was. I I went to see like Crash Vegas. They were kind of like melodic and and you know closer to Sarah McLaughlin than closer to you guys. And guys would in the '90s, right? Guys would have the Doc Martins on. They'd run all over each other. And sl- I'm like, what? That doesn't happen anymore. It's uh, it's a violation of personal
1: space. I think. Yeah. No, well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, we like to keep it civil, right? Uh, you know, I mean, we started essentially out of punk rock, right? And it's just, a, it's just a different thing. There's a lot less testosterone flying around on both sides of the stage. <laughs> I think it's called, I think it's called male that, toxicity that,
0: now, but we didn't know it back then in 1994. <laughs> we didn't, we were like, oh, sorry about that. I'm just getting a little excited. It's a, yeah, I know. You elbowed my girlfriend yeah, yeah, right no, in the no, throat. Was- Be careful. Right. That kind of stuff was happening yeah, at shows. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. The, the, the horseshoe tell me about that and, and uh, it's been a special venue to you they've always welcomed you back three shows uh, again for, for you guys just getting your yeah. sea legs back playing to live excited audiences um, no better place to be for you guys
1: oh we love it it's up and they we get treated very well the venue is historic um, you know last night was great uh, it, the stage sound is fantastic I don't know what they do to make that it's really a great experience for the band and uh, we hope it's just as great for the audience. Have to.
0: Uh, you can go to tavern.com, find out more about uh, the gigs uh, tonight. Uh, doors are 8.30 tonight and for Saturday as well. It's so exciting uh, to hear that you're doing new music and uh, so many listeners in, in my demographic. Um, just think of you guys so fondly and, and we're glad you're still doing what you do best and, uh, and being out there and, and giving us back our live music. Like people have to go out there and take those brave steps and you guys are doing it and the audiences are doing it too. So thanks for coming on the show.
1: Greg, it's been a real pleasure, and uh, we hope to see everybody on uh, Friday and Saturday night.